Welcome to Heads Up, a podcast presented by the head teacher and the senior pupil leadership team of Open High School. Together with invited guests, we'll discuss local, national and international news and events. Along the way, we hope you'll join us and together we may inspire others to think about what's going on beyond the school gates and so help our understanding of the wonderful world we live in. Hi everyone and welcome back to OHS's Heads Up podcast. My name is Megan Day, my pronouns are she, her and I am one of the Oshan clan captains. Today I'm joined by some of the members of the LGBTQ group at Open High School and we are going to be talking today about Pride Month. So we're going to go around and introduce ourselves. Hi everyone, I'm Mish Ross and my pronouns are she, her. Hi, I'm Lauren Robinson and my pronouns are she, they. Hi, I'm Brody Benny and my pronouns are he, him. Thank you so much for joining me everyone. I'm so excited to be talking to you all about Pride Month this month, a very, very important month. So we've got everyone to talk about a certain aspect of Pride Month, so we're going to go around and have a wee discussion about all of it. So we're going to start first with Miss Ross, who will be talking about the charter that we're doing in Open High School, as well as other (laughs) things along with that. So I thought I'd just tell you a little bit about the charter that the school are currently going through. Um, so the LGBT Charter from LGBT Youth Scotland is a nationwide programme that includes um, LGBTQ plus representation in all areas of school life, um, not only for pupils but also for staff. Um, during this programme, over the year, we are going to be doing loads of different things in order to make Oban High School the most inclusive and safe place for LGBTQ plus young people. This includes staff undertaking training. It also includes reviewing policies and practice and resources to make sure that we are as inclusive as can be. We are currently working towards the Silver Award and it's a year and a half long process. So we started this just a few months ago and we've got until um, summer next year to complete this. Um, In the Charter, we are celebrating diversity and promoting inclusion because we believe that all young people should be able to be their authentic self at school um, because this is where they are every single day, spending time with their friends and teachers and it's important they feel safe um, in order to be the best they can be and do the best that they can do. Um, Over the next year, um, around 80% of all staff will be taking part in training during and service days and in their free time out with teaching classes. This includes online courses and having talks from members of LGBT Youth Scotland that are going to come in and talk to all staff, not just teaching staff, but support staff as well. Um, during the Charter, we'll also be celebrating important dates such as Purple Friday, which takes place at the end of February, the last Friday of February, and other days such as International Day Against Homophobia, Biphobia and Transphobia, and also things such as Trans Day of Visibility and Mental Health Awareness Days as well. That sounds absolutely amazing, Miss Ross. So we all here were part of the LGBTQ club at school, including one of our longest running members. Hey, guys. So, Lauren, you've been in the club for so long. What has been your favourite part about it? What's really made it stand out for you and be something that you actually want to be a part of? Well, in the first year when I first went, it was very, very small. And it was a really great place to go because it was just like so nice to like know other people who were also LGBT. Um, and as the years below us have like, there seems to be so many more people 
who are comfortable in their identities and sexualities and stuff, so who are coming to the club. And it's really nice to see like so many more people there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've only been in the club properly since... I think I tried to join it before lockdown, but then, because I think I managed to come to one, and mm-hmm. then I think the next week was lockdown. Yeah. So <laughs> it was quite difficult to be able to come, but I joined properly at the start of S5, and it was actually a really fun experience because I'd just never gone. And as Lauren was saying, like there were so many of the younger years that were so confident in themselves, and I was just I was blown away by that, and I was so, so impressed that they actually had the courage to be able to do that, which I definitely didn't at that age. I know when I was that age, I would never have been as confident as they are now. Yeah, it's one of those things, like, um, I remember in S1, there was that one time that I went to the club, and it felt quite inclusive, it felt safe, um, which I didn't go much after that, mainly because I didn't think I identified with it. Mm-hmm. But over like lockdown, having more discoveries about myself, I've come back to the club in later years and it's a lot more important to me to feel that people around me are feeling comfortable than just letting people go about their business and people not feeling seen. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, that's a good part about the club. Like, you don't have to be certain in who you are to be able to go because part of that kind of works out. You're there with your friends and it's actually a fun, mm-hmm. safe space. I think from a teacher point of view as well, it's just really refreshing to see how much of a big turnout it's got and to see that there is such good relationships between the junior school and the senior school and just everyone kind of looks out for each other. Um and it's just really nice to be a part of and obviously myself and Miss McLean are leading the group now it's just nice to see everyone come together on a Friday lunchtime and just have that nice chill into their week and get together and just just socialise and be their true selves really. For those of you that don't know about the club um, our LGBTQ plus group at Open High School runs every single Friday lunchtime at 1pm with myself and Miss McLean. We have a really big turnout from both junior and senior school and during this time we do lots of fun things. We get together and celebrate events. Uh, We're planning loads of things over the next year for different days to celebrate. Uh, We watch some films to do with important topics within the community. We do nice creative activities up in the hub. We've got some lovely bunting that's been decorated from loads of pupils across the school that's now hanging up and making the place look amazing and the club includes members of the LGBTQ plus community and also allies allies as well so everyone is welcome to join and it's just a really really nice place to be. So I'm going to talk about the history of Pride which I find it quite interesting that there's a lot of people in the community and surrounding the community that don't quite know why we have it. And it's obviously important to know why we have it in order to, you know, know why we celebrate it and why we should continue to celebrate it. The original Pride movement originated back in 1969 on the 28th of June with Stonewall. Now, the Stonewall riot happened um, at the Stonewall um, bar. It was a gay bar. Um, At that time in New York... um, sexual expression so homosexual acts weren't permitted by the law and you would be criminally punished for said acts so a lot of gay people bi people trans people found themselves 
um, home to places like these gay bars, which would often be harassed by police. It was tipped off to the police that Stonewall was a bar that was selling um, alcohol without a license, and that gave the police enough reason to um, intrude on the bar and arrest people. Now, they arrested bartenders and they roughed up a lot of the patriots of the bar, um, and this caused a lot of backlash within people of the community, either stepping back to avoid being taken by the police, um, it resulted in a lot of backlash when people wouldn't stand up with each other. But around the time of the third police raid, a lot of people fought back instead, and the police were used to quite um, passive action. They weren't used to seeing such um, a stubborn hold by the community, so they had to call backup. And it eventually happened that the police barricaded themselves inside the Stonewall Inn whilst riots continued, which eventually it led to the Stonewall Inn being set on fire. Now, people of course see this as a riot and other people see this as an act of resilience against the law for unjust miscarriages of the law. And of course, not, not that things like this would happen nowadays. Um, but it's important to look back that lots of people involved in these events, because of them, if they hadn't stood up and made us such a global scene that people saw there wouldn't be such a global movement and we wouldn't have the certain liberties that we have today as people as part of the LGBTQ. So after the Stonewall riot, a year later, there was a pride parade held on that same street in the Greenwich Village residence to commemorate those who stood in riot. And there has been one every year since then, um, with more progressive ideas such as flags being introduced to show more visibility and show that we are not going anywhere. Perfect. That sounds amazing. I honestly, it was only a couple of years ago that I actually found out how it all originated, like, because I'd heard about, I mean, I'd heard Stonewall and I was like, okay, I'd, I'm not quite sure what that is. And then it was through education, actually through the club as well. I was like, oh, this is actually what it's all about. It wasn't just this kind of, not not made up thing, but this thing that I'd never quite registered what it was. And I think that's really important as well, because it's, it's the education of it all. Because no one, you know, comes into this community knowing about absolutely everything. Like, it, it never works and you learn a lot as, as you go. Yeah, I think that's really important, like what you're saying there, um, that people in the club, they don't know, they don't have all the answers. And that's why it's really important that we have things like this within a school community. Um, for example, um, the last couple of weeks during clan time, um, we've been doing assemblies and taking part in activities that are commemorating pride and educating everyone a little bit on the topic um so one of the topics that came up actually the last couple of weeks during pride which is actually really good that it was asked but important to let everyone know the answers to this question one of the questions that i heard a lot last week was um 
the question, why is there no straight pride? Yeah, I've heard that question yeah. quite a lot mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. All over TikTok. Why is You always no hear it everywhere. And it, I feel it comes from quite a place of ignorance. This is very... It said to me a lot when I was in first year because it was like, oh my God, you're gay. Well, you must know this. Why is there no straight pride? Wow. It's really annoying. Yeah, me. like why are we not getting a day to, to celebrate being heterosexual? And... Not just just not realizing the the struggles of the community or within the community, and just coming from a place, as you said, of ignorance and just sort of privilege that they've not had to experience the different things Definitely. that people have experienced. Like I don't think you understand how much goes on like within the community because you hear about all the stuff until you're actually in it and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. this is all the stuff that happens, right? That's quite interesting, and it, it kind of it, I mean it's sad in a way. But it also kind of educates you in a way as well. And it's quite, I mean, as you say, it's from a place of ignorance. It's from a place of uneducation where people think that what they're saying, what they're doing isn't actually impacting anything when actually it's making a bigger impact. You know, there was like the little little splash in the ocean, but eventually it'll make a wave or something. So it's that kind of thing. Um, Also, just the fact that you'll find that most people who ask these questions don't necessarily have the necessary resources or go out their way to research these things so it's better that we have an answer Mm -hmm. than to feel offended and get aggressive it's not a good way to retaliate just going back a little bit to what we were saying about there being so much knowledge about the like whole lgbt deal um i think it's really funny because when i was in first year i didn't know any of this and looking at the first years now like first and second years they know so much more than I do. They know, they, more, they know more than what I do now. And I'm like, oh my gosh, when did you learn all of this? Definitely. I mean, I think I think social media definitely helps as well. Yeah. There's a lot of, you know, influential figures that are posting about it a lot mm. on TikTok, which is obviously quite a big social media mm. platform where, I mean, I found out a lot from TikTok, lots of unuseful life hacks, but also a lot <laughs> about, you know, the world we live in and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Very much like different ways people express themselves. Yeah, social media is really good for mm-hmm. kind of yeah, seeing I've, other people. I've found myself getting educated by some of the first and second year pupils about yeah. stuff and it's like a, it's a learning journey for me as well, I guess. But yeah, definitely from social media, which is amazing. That's the topic of straight pride, the question, why is there no straight pride? Um, this was actually, we actually discussed this in clan time last week um, and I think it was really beneficial to everyone to to actually have the answer to this because I think it's a question here asked every year and we've just talked about it there how we've all heard this question before but um, if people don't know the answer it's just going to keep getting asked I guess. Um, So why is there no state pride? Well people in the LGBTQ plus community do not have equal rights across the world. We might be looking at it from a Scottish point of view and think, oh, it seems like it'd be quite good um, to be part of the community here. But there is not equal rights across the country. In fact, there are around 70 countries worldwide that actually criminalise homosexuality. And nearly half of these countries are actually in Africa. In many places, breaking these laws so taking part in homosexual acts or just expressing your sexuality these carry a long prison sentence but in countries such as Brunei, Yemen, Saudi Arabia and Nigeria well the northern states of Nigeria this actually carries the death penalty so you can actually be sentenced to death and killed just for expressing your sexual identity um, which is just 
awful to think about. I can't even imagine it. Um, but also just people who identify as straight, they don't need to worry about being murdered for being straight. People who identify as straight don't need to, to research the country that they're travelling to to see if it's safe, if, if it's safe for them to express their sexuality there. People who are straight don't need to worry about jail just for being straight. People who are straight don't need to worry about facing discrimination in the workplace just simply because they're straight. These are just some of the things that LGBTQ plus people have to worry about every single day that people who are heterosexual just probably don't think about or maybe just take for granted. So this is why we don't have a straight pride. This is why we have one month every single year, every June, that celebrates the influence of LGBTQ plus people around the world and their impact and their struggles and recognises it. Um, and it also encourages people to peacefully protest and try and re- raise political awareness of current issues and try and make the world a more equal place for the LGBTQ plus community. Definitely, that was like the like best way perfectly to describe it. And, and you are right, like some people ask, why is there no straight pride? Now some people do it because they're being homophobic, but others do it because they honestly just don't know. I mean, there's so much... I mean, as we were saying before, there's so much we don't know, but we kind of forget that, you know, there's people that know less than that as well because they haven't started their education journey as well, which is also so, so important. That was one of the interesting points that Miss Ross made. Um, Also the fact that even as an LGBTQ person here, I should and we should as the community still be peacefully protesting this for the political visibility because even if we're not as oppressed here there are people still oppressed everywhere else that forbids it and also just in that aspect of travel even if it doesn't affect us here if we go there we could be punished it's that kind of thing you're limited from the same experiences that straight people have So next up, we're going to hear from Lauren, who's going to talk us through Pride Flags and everything else to do with it. And I'm just going to start off by doing a quick overview of what the LGBTQIA acronym stands for. The L is for lesbian, the G is for gay, the B is for bisexual, the T is for transgender, the Q is for queer, although it can also mean questioning for those who are unsure of their sexuality or gender identity. The I stands for intersex and the A stands for asexual. It actually occurred to me talking about pride flags. Lots of people don't actually know what pride flags are. Like I was talking to my parents and I was like, oh, do you know what the colours for, I can't remember which pride flag we were talking about. I, I think it might have been the bisexual one. And they were like, there's, there's, there's different colours for them? I'm like, yeah. And then I was talking to some of my friends about it. And again, didn't know that either. And I just didn't realise that it just, it wasn't very commonly known mm. to everyone. Hmm. I did not know that either. Um, so the actual, like, the pride flag, the one that people associate with the LGBT community as a whole, um, was made in 1978 by an artist named Gilbert Baker, who was an openly gay man and a drag queen, and he designed it as a symbol of pride for the community. Then the more commonly used flag now is called the Progress Pride flag, and it has, like, the trans flag, the intersex flag, it has a brown and a black stripe to represent different nationalities and skin tones. It was developed in 2018 by a non-binary American artist and designer, 
Um, and it's based off the iconic rainbow flag. But the design celebrates the diversity of the LGBTQ community and calls for a more inclusive flag. The transgender flag was created by an American trans woman named Monica Helms in 1999. The stripes at the top and the bottom are light blue, the traditional colour for baby boys. The stripes next to them are pink, the traditional colour for baby girls. And the stripe in the middle is white for those who are transitioning or consider themselves having a neutral or undefined gender. Uh, that's really cool, I didn't actually... Well, I mean, I, I've seen the, the transgender flag a lot, but I didn't realise that that was for what the the white bit was. Yeah, I, I, I learnt that too, um, and I was like, ooh. Also, another thing about that flag is it was created so no matter which way you fly it, it's still the right way up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was That's kind of a wholesome fact about it that I really like. I like mm-hmm. I like the symmetrical flags, they're very nice. The lesbian flag, there are three well-known, three well-known versions... And two of them are not used because they have quite negative connotations based on creator um, or like excluding other parts of the lesbian community. The first flag was created in 1999 by a male graphic designer um, that features a double-headed axe on an inverted black triangle on a purple background. Again, this one isn't used as it was made by someone outside of the community. The lipstick lesbian flag was introduced in 2010 on a web blog. The design contains a red kiss in the left corner on seven stripes consisting of six six shades of red, pink and a white bar in the centre. This one isn't used as it's seen to be exclusive only to feminine lesbians and the creator has made comments about other communities. The orange and pink lesbian flag was modelled after the seven band pink and red flag but was introduced on Tumblr in 2018. The red was replaced by orange to be more inclusive um, and to make it less like feminine exclusive. There is also a five-stripe version using the 2018 colours. The non-binary flag was created by Kyle Rowan, 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 I think, in 2014. The four horizontal stripes of the colours, yellow, white, purple and black, are symbolic for non-binary people's experience as people whose gender identity does not fit within the traditional male or female binary. I think it's so interesting like all the different flags like for me I, I felt like I, I knew like a good number of them but when I've been planning assemblies for clan time or just getting people to design their the different flags for the bunting that we've got up in the hub there was so many flags that I'd never seen before in my life and when asking pupils or oh, what, what what is this flag what does it mean and they know so much about them it's just there's just so many flags and it's amazing that they're all out there that people do have a flag that's specifically for them that they can identify with and that they can express themselves with it's just really nice to have that nice to see that as well and just really nice to know that so many of the pupils in the school know these flags and they're important to them yeah i feel it's important that there is that many because no matter how you identify there will be something that you can help express Mm -hmm. yourself with so um i think it was with the um the mlm flag so men loving men flag Um, Mm and i didn't know that it had existed at all until i don't know sometime last year Mm mm-hmm um, and I just really like that flag and I would use it to express myself if I was ever walking in a pride parade. I actually have some information on the gay flag. Um, the creator of the flag used a design proposed by someone else as inspiration and um, he refined the colours of the flag and added meanings to the different stripes. The meanings were inspired by the creator's own research on queer history and his and others' experiences as gay men. As a response to an 
anonymous user on Tumblr, the creator proposed a new design using a blue and a purple colour scheme. So it looked similar to the layout of the lesbian flag. There is also, like the lesbian flag, a five-stripe version of the gay flag. And if anyone ever is having any issues or wants to come and talk to us for any questions, please don't hesitate to come talk to me or any of the guidance or anyone else in the LGBTQ group. We will be more than happy to speak to you and be able to help you out. So thank you so much for tuning into this podcast today and we will see you later on. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you.